Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday evening. I don't know what I'm going to do after the last dance. We got the last dance, last two installments tomorrow evening, and then, uh, boy, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully the NBA comes back. Hopefully MLB is inching their way back. We'll see what happens. Subject to change over there. George, do you have any crazy plans after the last dance? What are you going to be doing in the sports world here? Yeah, of course. I'm going to be in full wait-and-see mode. Okay. (laughs) Just like everybody else. I think that the last dance has been a nice reprieve from us. And I actually love the fact that they made us wait five weeks for it to get the whole thing as a, because if we had got it all at one time, it, it, it's like when Ozark came out, you can't binge watch it over the course of, I mean, you can't watch it normally over the course of a month. No, you're going to watch it all in like 24 hours and two days. And it, it just doesn't have that same, you know, like staying power and lasting power in social culture. Yeah. And it's uh listen, man, the docuseries has produced some interesting, Opinions? We'll get to a couple of those opinions here in about 15 minutes because there's a doozy from Channing Fry that we have to get to, and there's one separate from that that I want to bang on because it's, uh, it's a terrible opinion. A lot of people share it. But let's start off with this because there is a dramatic new proposal in the NFL. The Rooney Rule, it hasn't worked to the degree that the NFL would like it to work where all these teams, they have to... They have to um, interview a minority candidate for a head coaching job, a GM role, and a lot of teams treat it as just checking the box. It's meant to hopefully lead to more minority hirings, and that just hasn't happened. So 
the league has this new proposal in front of the owners that will vote on it on Tuesday, and it impacts the draft, where just a couple of bullet points, and it gets really confusing, but a couple of them, after a team would hire a minority head coach, that team would move up six spots in the third round of the draft. And then if they were to hire a GM, they would move up 10 spots in the third round. If they hired both a head coach and a GM, they would move up 16 spots in the draft. And it gets layered and detailed. There are other incentives beyond that. When you first hear about this proposal, George, do you receive it and say, I like where they're coming from here? Or do you say, I I don't know. Something seems kind of weird or funky about this thing. I, so on 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 its on its surface, I like that the NFL is trying to do something to make the Rooney Rule, you know, to to make it have some teeth and to be effective. Because mm-hmm. for the last few years, for you know, we've seen a just a, a a token interview circumvention of the rules by a lot of the uh, teams. Like they're not actually interviewing my, minority candidates; they are just you know, just checking a box. And there are a lot of people that would, that would say, which I agree with, you should not need to uh, force teams to interview my minority candidates. However, we're in a situation to where you have to do it on some level. And b- because you aren't having like, it's hard to believe. No, that, you have what so many players in the NFL. You have 70% of the league is African-American is black mm-hmm. and you don't have very many coaching uh, candidates who are elite coaching candidates because mind you, every coach in the NFL is not a great coach. That's why they get, get fired or they're not successful. So out of 70% of the players, who then a lot of them then go coach in college, high school, wherever, back in the pros, you can't find coaches that fit that criteria. It doesn't make sense. So I do think that there are some reasons that it hasn't happened, but I do like the NFL for trying to make it, but it feels weird though, right? It does. It just, it feels odd. And I'm with you. I think that Look, just to even have this as a proposal shows how much of a joke it is, the lack of minorities that are head coaches or GMs. You have four minority head coaches out of 32 in the NFL. You've got two GMs that are minorities out of 32 in the NFL. It's ridiculous. Where you have, what, six out of 64, basically? That that, that might be skewed a little bit because guys like Bill Belichick and Bill O'Brien, they double as GMs. But basically six combined head coaches and GMs out of about 60 in the NFL. That's embarrassing. And so, yeah, something needs to be done. And I feel like this, George, I feel like if you're going to poke holes in a... I don't know, in some sort of proposal, you need to have a better one yourself. And I really don't. I I don't have something that I feel is better. But I look at this and I say, there's going to be some unintended consequences where this is one of the other elements of it. If a minority assistant leaves to to become a coordinator elsewhere, his former team gets a fifth round pick. And if a minority leaves to become a head coach or GM somewhere else, his previous team gets a third-round pick. 
So think about this. Take a candidate like Eric Bieniemy. If he leaves well, to go can't somewhere else, why he has a job? I, yeah, doesn't which is have a crazy. That's why we're talking about this proposal in the first place, basically, right? But if he leaves and goes to the same division, right? Like, let's just say Denver has a bad year and Vic Fangio is out of a job. If Denver then hired Eric Bieniemy, then the Chiefs they would get a third round pick, and that would be something you'd have to seriously weigh. If you were the Broncos and could work against a minority getting a head coaching job. So, I don't know, man. I just think well, it's well, think, it's kind of goofy when I listen to all this about stuff. This. Think about this. In when the Rooney rule came into effect, there were uh so you so you've had kind of Mike Tomlin, you have had um uh, my, uh, Ron, Ron Rivera has been ha- hired Anthony Lynn kind of mm-hmm. during that a time. So when the Rooney rule came into effect, like there were six minority head coaches. And in 2002, you had lawyers, uh, Cochran and Mary, they threatened to sue the NFL over their hiring practices and ended up getting published all this stuff. Next year, 2003, they adopted the Rooney rule. Fast forward to 2020, you have four minority head coaches. And granted, I believe that sports should be a meritocracy. Yeah. However, what ends up happening is, is we all have our biases, influences, and all this. And if and you have owners who own billion-dollar franchises, and who they end up turning those over to are people who they understand who they who have similar interests and quote unquote values or whatever than what they're used to. So they can't always relate with someone else in during the hiring practice. And so some people will attribute that to racism. Some people will attribute it to to just bias and just the way that we live out in the world. I I think that, that that you brought up an interesting point surrounding the coordinators because we live in an era where coordinators turning to to uh, coaches and in and if you look at the previous years you look at um, like there hasn't been a pipeline so you got 2010 11 and 16 every new hired offensive coordinator was white every single one. So, so the, so in theory, you have to build from the bottom up, right? Mm-hmm. That you have to have black quarter quarterbacks who, which there weren't a lot of them at the time. No, like you, yeah, you did have a Randall Cunningham. You had, you know, uh, uh, Warren moon who fought to get in the NFL and then all of that. But then you fast forward to now 2020, you have a ton of black quarterbacks. It's a fair, fair chance equal. It's mer- meritocracy, even though uh, sometimes they're scrutinized a little bit harder, but still the opportunities are there. And then those guys in theory are supposed to turn into coordinators and then they will turn into head coaches like a guy like B- Byron Leftwich. But that remains to be seen if that will happen, though. Yeah, I mean, listen, man, a lot of layers to it. There's no doubt about that. Um, I I think that it's going to be voted on on Tuesday. And if it doesn't pass, they need 24 out of 32 votes for it to pass. If it doesn't pass, like, then that looks terrible, too, right? Like, (laughs) you're just, it's just this weird time where without 
more minority head coaches or GMs, it's just a horrible look for the NFL. I understand why they're trying to take steps toward correcting that. But like you said, I want it to be a meritocracy. And I don't want it to look like, hey, this minority GM just got hired. Oh, the team did that so they can move up 10 spots in the draft. And it doesn't look like they wanted that guy. They're just doing it for the benefit. And also, you think about the competitive disadvantage. Think about a team like the Patriots or the Chiefs. They are, it sounds crazy, but they are at a competitive disadvantage if they say, we're not going to fire Bill Belichick yeah, so we can, anytime soon. They're getting passed up in the draft if they don't do that. You know, it's yeah, weird. And, and that's where I guess the, the, the rub and the problem is, is that it's not fair to do that to, to teams because I'm a person who believes that there should not be a quota number of, of minority head coaches in the league just just because it's supposed to be best man for the job but it's not always best man for the job it's best it's uh it's judged by a standard like like there aren't criteria that you have to jump through to be a um to be an NFL head coach like there are criteria for certain things in in life where you may have to check certain boxes that way you can achieve like if you want to be a doctor yeah you have to go to elementary junior high school high school college um med school do a residency and then you can go be a doctor like there are steps to go through if you want to be an nfl head coach what's the actual process do you need to be a high school coach not not necessarily do you need to be a college coach maybe do you need to be a pro coach? Probably. Uh, how about a position coach? Maybe uh, special special teams. Yeah, you got John Harbaugh, Joe Joe Judge with the Giants. Do you need to be a coordinator for a certain amount of time? Not necessarily. Defensive guy, offensive guy. It's all. It's judged by a subjective uh, set of criteria, which which can always be manipulated. That I feel comfortable. This mm-hmm. is the guy I feel comfortable with. I fi- I believe in his vision. That doesn't mean you're the best man for the job. Yeah, I wish there was a way that you know these predominantly white owners could get more comfortable on a personal basis with minority candidates. You know, there, there's got to be something along those lines where when we have normal team owner meetings, right? Like, is there a way to get? Uh, more minorities there to meet with them, to talk with them, interact with them, because I think that could be beneficial as well. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. All right, coming up next, George, from the Geico studios. Oh, boy, we got a doozy of an opinion here, and we've got a doozy of a criticism. I think the criticism is ridiculous. We might also agree that the opinion is ridiculous as well. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. I'm Brian though. He's George Reister. Here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Geico Studios. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, uh, credit score and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. I was sidetracked because I love me some Luda. Oh. George Reister. Speak- Very underrated. Very. Un- would you agree? Completely underrated rapper. Luda. Uh, very over, uh, very uh, like overlooked a lot of times. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you, especially when you look at that 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 two thousands, he was hot boy. Oh man! But here, I do have a question for the uh, for for Don Brown. Yeah, he so he played Luda. He doesn't always play play Luda because all these Instagram battles have been going going on, and I want to know: Did he play Luda today? Because Nelly is going to be, oh, see? Yep. It, because he's going to be battling Luda on Instagram Live today. Oh, dude, that is Luda all day. Are you kidding me? Come on. Are you going Team Nelly or Team Luda? It's Team Luda all day. It's not even a contest over here. Like, I got Luda. Yeah. In a rap battle? They're like going back and forth that way? Come on now. Don Brown, I got to hear from Don Brown because the dings. I'm curious where he's going with this. Are you Team so Luda or Team Nella, been, Nelly? I've been, you know, riding for my guy Nelly all oh. week because oh. there's been such disrespect. Now, I do believe that Luda will win because his catalog is oh. deep. But yes. the disrespect that people have been having for Nelly all week, 
like it's just going to be some type of blowout. It was really rocking my soul, and I couldn't appreciate it. <laughs> really? For sure. <laughs> Nelly, I'm, I am actually watching the battle now, and it's pretty tight. See, Wow. <laughs> I, I'm surprised because it'd be like this. I, I'll compare it like this. You tell me if this is good or not. If there's a quarterback battle, like rap battle is different than just being a rapper. Some rappers are better suited to battle, and they can, you know, they, they've just got a certain approach, and I can see them being a, a better disser than the other guy, right? That weighs with uh, that, that. You've got to go looted in this one. It'd be like two quarterbacks. If you said, all right, there's a quarterback battle, and we're just looking at athleticism. If it's Lamar versus Tom Brady, this is a no contest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but th- th- this is strictly on their catalog. So they play okay. 10 songs each. Gotcha. And they alternate. And whoever has the better showing, like whoever has the better catalog wins. Gotcha. So it's like, okay, that's different than a rap battle. Okay. So it's almost like judging rings. So if you have, you know, a guy with, if you have two guys with five rings going against each other, trying to figure out who is the best, and then they would be putting up their greatest games against each other. Okay. So yeah. where like, I think Luda is by far, uh, it just in my, just the way I thought about it, is going to, should win this battle. However, Nelly had some bigger hits though. Like, right, like Country Grammar was a bigger more than anything Luda has ever done, period. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, what was his main first song, right? When he's in the yeah. streets of St. Louis. Yeah, I'm going was... down, down. Yeah, yeah. Yep. What's the name of that song? Country Grammar. Oh, that is. That's the... <laughs> I didn't know that was the name of it. Because, <laughs> right, like, that's, yeah, okay. It, he has, Nelly has had the bigger hits. Okay, now all of a sudden it's a battle. Now that I know the rules. I thought it was more so they were going back and forth. Kind of like Dame and Shaq with diss tracks. I'm like, oh no. gosh, Nelly's gonna get eaten alive if that's what it is. Yeah, okay, yeah no, 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 absolutely, absolutely not. I mean, <laughs> Nelly's got dilemma with Kelly Rowland, uh, country grammar. It's getting hot in here. Yes, number one and Air Force Ones. That's that's what he's got. Those, those are four good ones right there, man. Those are yep. four. T- Stand up, move B. Come on, yep. man. That, yes. That's that's high on the list. For uh, for sure. I yeah. totally okay. agree with you there. All right. We'll see how that stacks up. Are we going to get a ruling tonight during the show? Of course. Okay, good. Good. Um, by the way, uh, I got I to gotta get to bioluminescent waves here a little bit later because I heard from Don Brown. There's a twist here. There's a twist with the bioluminescent waves Ooh. that we've got to let the people know about. But we hone in on this, George Reister, here on Fox Sports Radio. So there's an opinion about MJ that uh, it's a new one over here. Channing Fry, very nice dude. I've interviewed Channing Fry a couple of times in the studio here in Portland. Very nice dude. And he was on the Talking Blazers podcast on NBCSportsNorthwest.com. And he's talking about MJ. He's talking about Michael Jordan. And just listen to Channing Fry's assessment of Mr. Michael Jordan. He only had really one job, and that was to just score. And he did that at an amazing, amazing rate. Um, but I don't feel like his way of winning then would translate to what it is now. Guys wouldn't want to play with him. Okay, take it piece by piece here, like Denzel and 
man on fire, piece by piece, right? Uh, forget about would players want to play alongside Jordan for a second. What about the first part there, George, when Channing is saying his only job was really to score? How, how does that strike your eardrums there? It's foolishness, dude. That That is somebody who, okay, there are different types of people. And LeBron's fringe teammates, I'm talking about the the Kendrick Perkins, Channing Fries, you know, uh, Zarunas Ilgowskis, the end of his career, like, you know, uh, Dante Jones. These guys stand for LeBron so hard. Like it, it is like it is like their job. It's like they're on a payroll. They want to make sure they keep getting invited to all the uh, birthday parties and cookouts and you know, but you know, maybe they'll get a chance to make an appearance on Taco Tuesday or something, and they get to talking ridiculous. <laughs> they can appear like drinking some wine on the oh, side by side IG live thing. Yeah, I yeah. hear you. And 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 the truth is this, Michael Jordan. I mean, granted, he's could be the greatest scorer in NBA history. However, to say that's all he did is is asinine. This man was nine time. All NBA, all defensive first team, not second, first team. He was uh, the defensive player of the year in 1988. He also led the NBA in steals three times. Like how on earth do you say that a guy is pretty much his only, he was only job was to score. It, it, it is just it's one of those things like you get like shiny bright object or you get um, where like Channing, Channing Fry is just standing so hard for his man mm-hmm. because he feels like he's disrespected. So now he's got to disrespect somebody else to, uh, <laughs> to, to big up LeBron. Yeah. If you look at Jordan, it's weird because that's what he did best was score. He was a 10-time scoring champion. He averaged 30.1 points per game throughout his career. And then in the playoffs, is even better. 33.4 points per game in the playoffs. That's what he did best. But to your point, George, that's not the only thing he did. He was a brilliant defensive player. And the rebound and assist totals, they're not awful. Exactly. <laughs> so he went for 6.4 rebounds per game throughout his career. That's pretty good. It's not LeBron good, but 6.4 is pretty good. 5.3 assists per game, no. Yeah. 5.3. That's not somebody who's a ball hog. Six rebounds a game. I, I, I just can't fathom how people make these ridiculous arguments. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that was a new one for me with uh, Jordan supposedly only being a scorer. But there you go. That's uh, something that the last dance generated over there. I've got something else based on the last dance I want to get to coming up here. I think it's the dumbest criticism in sports right now. But first, the opposite of the dumbest update guy in the business because that's you know that's not steve desager whatsoever he is brilliant over here and he's got an update for us what's going on yeah. steve? the opposite of the dumbest well yes. I, I take that as a compliment <laughs> good i'm glad you do thank you very much i'll try to live up to that uh we have sad news couple fronts from the uh, world of the nfl former chicago bears chairman michael mccaskey has passed away at the age of 76 after a long battle with cancer he's the son of team owner virginia hallis mccaskey michael had succeeded george hallis as bears 
Vice CEO in 1983. And former NFL Today co-host Phyllis George died at the age of 70. She was on Brent Musburger's CBS studio show starting in 1975 and was there for 10 seasons. George reportedly passed away this week due to complications from a blood disorder. Major League Baseball owners gave nearly 70 pages of health protocols in detail to the Players Union. Of course, the union still needs to approve any owner's plan for a 2020 season. Among the many, many details is that for this year, the traditional exchange of lineup cards would be eliminated. No more high fives, no fist bumps, no bat boys, bat girls, no mascots on the field. Again, this was, to be exact, 67 pages for the moment, could be more of the draft, and they're asking for team suggestions as well over the next week. Our Ken Rosenthal got a copy of it, and now AP and others have it, but teams would be allowed to have 50 ball players each under the plan, and the number active for each game would still have to be negotiated. UCLA's new athletic director will reportedly be Martin Jarmon from Boston College. Longtime Bruins AD Dan Guerrero is retiring this summer. The Lakers reopened their practice facility today for individual workouts. These are voluntary, says the league, instead of going to your local gym. Houston opens its facility on Monday. Horse racing's Preakness was rescheduled for October the 3rd. Baltimore would have hosted the famed Triple Crown race today. Attendance for it last year was 131,000, by the way. NASCAR will resume regular racing tomorrow without fans in attendance. 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox TV. And Germany's Soccer League returned this morning with no fans in attendance. And a huge echo in the large stadiums. It'll have more games on FS1 starting tomorrow morning. And on Monday, FS2 will carry a German League game. Back to Brian No and George Reitster. Thank you very much, Steve DeSager. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Okay, George, here is the, uh, the dumbest criticism in sports right now, I believe. There are a lot of people that are criticizing The Last Dance, the docuseries on ESPN. And they're saying it's completely biased. Jordan, he's got some involvement in the creative process. It leans heavily, Jordan. It's just his scrapbook and all that's positive. I look at this, George, and I say, even if some random director made this docuseries, had no connection to Jordan whatsoever, it would still be crazy positive. Because it's mostly about Michael Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) One of the the greatest basketball player of all time. It is hard to uh, make it not positive. He won six rings (laughs) in six chances. Is the greatest scorer of all time. Uh, Everybody like honors him when they talk about him because... I don't know if they're still afraid to say anything bad about him because he he may come out of retirement and beat them still. I mean, like, like Michael Jordan was able to bend, like bend the universe, bend basketball, like time, energy, and space. He was like the airbender of basketball. And he, and people recognize that. Like the, the biggest thing that I can say is, that when you hear Larry Bird, Isaiah Thomas, uh, other Magic Johnson, other great players, like talk about Michael Jordan, it's almost with like a sense of reverence. And these are other Hall of Fame players, like some of the greatest players of all time. They speak about him with reverence. So how on earth 
Like, can you knock it? Like, there's not a lot bad uh, to say. Right. And think about it. Didn't they bring up a lot of the bad stuff? Yeah, yeah. They brought up his, you know, so-called lack of activism. There was a, a guy there that they had the the clip where he was like, hey, Muhammad Ali, he stood for something. This Jordan guy, like, come on, man. I don't know what this guy's doing. And then Jordan addressed it. It talked about his gambling. It talked about his father's murder. There were a lot of things that... It weren't ideal. So, yeah, I don't think it was just a scrapbook. And I just, I think it's such a dumb criticism because, again, this is Michael freaking Jordan. He's the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time. Do you think if some director who didn't have a connection to Jordan, they'd just be slamming Michael Jordan left and right? Like, there's, it's overwhelmingly a great story. And that's the way yeah. it's going to be covered. And everybody always said, like, that. That he was a, a jerk as a teammate at times. Right, but yeah. his teammates turn turn around and say, like, yes, he was a jerk. However, his jerkness is what made us win. So yeah. it's like they're acknowledging the bad stuff. Like, I mean, like the the only thing that they have not talked talked about is his marriage or his relationship with mm-hmm. his with with his kids. But those are irrelevant and immaterial to the documentary. So uh, aside from that, I mean what else do you want? I mean, what else is there to talk about? Like he, he worked hard. They even show him smoking cigars in a locker room, like, which is old school behavior. And you're just like, like what more negative do you want to uh, say? They even talked about where he, uh, they're like, Oh, well they didn't show where he missed a free throw right before that. But they just showed the Orlando series where Mm -hmm. uh, he turned the ball over he missed a shot, turned it over, and then they lost the game. But then that fueled him for the next year. Dude, yeah. the people will never be, be be happy, no matter what you do. People people bash Jesus, they bash Oprah, they bash uh-huh. Michael Jordan, they bash LeBron. It, 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 no matter how great you do, people will find fault. It's true. It's uh, I love this. This is a story from Olden Polonies, and he was talking about a time that he got ejected because he fouled Jordan very hard on a drive to the basket. And he said, after the game, he says, quote, I would call my mom after every game, and I did that night too. First thing she says is, why did you hit Michael? I said, wait a minute, I'm your son. She said, yeah, but that's Michael. That's how big he was, end quote. Right, like, it all comes back to that. All this talk about, this is completely biased. <laughs> It's just a joke to me, man. It's the one of the most popular figure figures in sports history that had an unbelievable career, and it's being talked about in the docu series. Of course, it's going to lean heavily positive, regardless if there's any sort of friendship or the director knows Jordan or Jordan has some creative say in what's happening here. I don't care if if all that was completely changed. The docu series wouldn't be dramatically different. It's crazy to me. This is a situation to where uh, I always joke about Marcus Mariota about how good of a dude that 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 he is, right? <clears throat> that if my daughter, that hey, he's the he's the guy kind of guy I want my daughter to 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 mm-hmm. be in a relationship with, and if and if uh, they got in an argument, they got in a fight, and they broke up. First thing I would do is I would go to my daughter and I would say, "What did you do wrong?" 
you better you better go fix it with Marcus now. Like like and and that's kind of the way it is with uh, Jordan. Like even your own mom probably liked Jordan better than she liked you. Yeah. Olden Polynesia's own mom was like, why did you hit Jordan like that? What's wrong with you? What are you doing over here? He's the NBA. What are you doing? (laughs) Like, you might have hurt him. Oh, and then then that reminded me about uh, the the thing that you had just brought up about – Channing Fry, oh, yeah. where, where we were just talking about where, where he said all Michael Jordan did was a score. Mm-hmm. And then the right. uh, he was scoring, but then he had all of these people like Odin Polonies, you know, the, the whole Knicks team, the whole uh, Miami Heat team trying to kill him at the same time. So it was probably a lot of mothers contacting their, their sons like, son, don't do that. You right. don't hurt Michael. Right. No, it's it's totally true. And even if Channing were right, and he's clearly not, as if that was Jordan's only job was to score, even if that were the case, to your point, George, with him taking a beating like that, if that were true, that would have been impressive enough. But he still, he was a great defender. He still rebounded. He still had over five assists per night. It's just, it's a crazy criticism. But even if the criticism was accurate, it's still a bad one because taking a beating, they're playing football in a basketball court some nights back in those days. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, the the NBA in the 80s and early 90s was a zoo, dude. like, Like you would get thrown in jail for what they called for for flagrant fouls. Back in the day, like like a flagrant foul meant that you like punch somebody in the face and then kick them and then <laughs> stomp them. That's what you had to do to get a flagrant foul. And they'd foul. be like, wait a minute, we got to check for blood. If there's no yeah. blood, that's permissible. <laughs> but if there's blood, okay, fine. We'll call Dude, a common it, foul. It, imagine James Harden trying to score with his tactics now in the NBA then. He would have yeah. cried. He would have oh, broken down crying. It's completely Or just different. changed the way he played. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. You don't need to be a doctor or a scientist. You just need some common sense. We'll explain. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. 
This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. I'm Brian though. He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. Do we have any new updates? Uh, voting procedure over here, Luda versus Nelly. Is Dwayne there Wade one no of the judges? Updates quite yet. Okay, well, it, it, except for um, Nelly. Well, they Ludacris tried to lose by by bringing up R. Kelly and um, by bringing up <laughs> R. Kelly and uh, Bill Cosby and all that. But but Nelly has had Wi-Fi issues, which is just unbelievable. So, yeah. So if you have Wi-Fi issues, you're already deducted like 25% Mm. of off your score. Yeah, that's just, we got UFC going on right now. That's like a low blow. And the ref is like, I'm I'm deducting a point right here. You left me no choice. Yeah, like you're too rich to have Wi-Fi issues. Yeah, man, come on. What's going on there? Okay, well... uh, I just I want a, a blow by blow update, Don Brown. This is serious stuff over here. Luda versus gotcha. Nelly, and I could tell, George. He kind of Don Brown came in and was like, you know, I I'm feeling Nelly. I think that he's holding back. I think that he's, if I'm reading between the lines, he's pro Nelly. Like he's strong on the Nelly side over Luda. If I'm reading things correctly, I think you might be right. Yeah. yeah see. Yeah, I, I can. I know my guy Don Brown over here. You kidding? He can make a statement. I'm like, I, I, I think you're holding back on your Nelly love, Don Brown. By the way, I learned something else tonight from Don. These bioluminescent waves in Southern California, he said that uh, the city stunk for a good two, three days afterward. We're trying to figure out, is it the algae? Is it the plankton? What's going on over there? Did you smell the funk in the air or are you more inland? Compared to the where the water is there, George. I am more inland, but I was down there. I did not smell anything abnormal. But yeah, I don't. But I have extremely bad allergies, so like sometimes I can't smell things in general. So I'm not going to, you know, like say that that's completely false. You know what else? What I can smell over here? I can smell red flags. Okay, and if you apply this to MLB. They're trying to come up with a plan to come back to play baseball. And here's my thing, George. I'm hearing a lot. Rob Manfred was talking about this. He's trying to ensure safety. You hear this a lot as the leagues try to come back to playing games. 
You can't ensure safety right now. It just bothers me. Where if you look at Adam Silver, he came out, he had a call with NBA players. This is last Friday, right? Like a week and a day ago. And he said he can't guarantee the safety of the players if they resume play and it's in one location, everybody's quarantined. He said, but he'll do everything in his power to make it as safe as possible, the safest conditions possible. I think there's a huge difference between saying, we're going to do everything we can to make it as safe as possible. And then if you take this leap and say, we're going to ensure your safety, you can't ensure safety by just having tests available. It's impossible right now. This is a fact. This is a hundred percent fact. We are going. That's that's like famous last words in in a movie when somebody says, "I'll be right back," and you know that there's somebody <laughs> scary or something out there. Those are famous last words. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll I'll protect you. I can ensure your safety. No, you can't ensure anything. You yeah. can get insurance in case I'm not safe, but you can't. You yourself, the league, you cannot ensure anything. Right, and look, you don't have to be a doctor, a scientist. You just have to have some common sense. And it's two plus two equals four here, right? If you just have some tests available, that's not ensuring safety. Here's a little bit from Rob Manfred. He was on Anderson Cooper 360 laying out some of MLB's plans that are in the works trying to get back to playing games. Here's Manfred. We have... Um, an arrangement with a lab in Utah that has historically done our minor league drug testing. We paid, made an investment to convert them over to do the testing that we need in order to play. Um, we have an established set of healthcare professionals that have done collections for drug testing that we'll use for this same purpose. The lab in Utah um, has assured us of a 24-hour turnaround on all on all of our tests. So we feel comfortable that by doing multiple tests a week and trying to minimize that that turnaround time, we're doing everything humanly possible to make sure that the players are safe. Okay, to make sure that everybody's safe, George, just do the math here. They've got a lab in Utah. They're sending samples over to the lab. They're testing players a couple of times a week when they're playing almost every day, and it takes 24 hours for those results to be turned back. Like, does that sound like it's ensuring safety at that point? Come on. It's ridiculous. I tend to agree with you, no. I tend to agree with you, especially <laughs> on this. I, I, I'm always hesitant when people make, you know, guarantees, big prophetic statements. I think you have to be extremely careful in those situations and in those cases. Oh, you absolutely have to be. By the way, we've got UFC going on tonight. I saw a couple of days ago, Glover Teixeira, he apologized during a fight to Anthony Smith, the guy he was taking on. Here's my question to you, George. Which is worse? Okay, you're in a fight. You're a UFC fighter, or maybe it's in, in normal everyday life. Is it worse for someone to be talking smack to you while he's beating you down? Or is it worse for him to apologize to you while he's beating you down? That's an honest question. Which is worse? To be apologized to? What are you <laughs> talking about? Like, hey, yo, hey, yo, I'm sorry that I whooped on you so bad. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't right. It wasn't humane. You know, like, that's the most 
probably humiliating thing that you could do to a fighter, to a combat sports athlete is to say, oh, no, listen, listen, listen. I went way too far. I went way too far. I took it. You know, it didn't need to go there. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. You know, we got to find stuff that we disagree with. This is a problem we've normally not had on the show here, George. We just typically come from two different perspectives. We have different thoughts and opinions, but I'm with you on this. I would rather – and, and both are bad options. You know why, I don't want right? to get beaten down while someone's talking trash to me like, yeah, take this, and I own you, and you can't do anything. It is worse for him to be like, I'm sorry, boom, right cross. I'm sorry, smack, jab. We've been jab. doing like, this that's long enough that – that you know i have i have rubbed off on you you know that you have <laughs> okay. you know that you've come around to seeing it my way okay there's no I'm way glad. you say anything Thank you, crazy George. today right Thank you. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios the giest thing ever and the opposite of the giest thing ever George Reister were you ever paid to injure a player in your NFL career Everybody wants to know does that happen No As a tight I end? mean no. That would be extremely difficult to do on offense, being that most things that would uh, that you could do to injure somebody would result in a penalty. Yeah. Yeah, it would be tough. It could happen. Think about those crackback blocks with Heinz Ward. I know it's not in the game anymore, mm. but, I mean, he Listen. broke Keith Rivers' jaw. Remember that? The Bengals yep. linebacker? So, yeah, and even, goodness, think about special teams. Think about on a kickoff Back in the day, even a kickoff return, you could do a lot of crazy things that you can't do anymore. But I, I go down that road for a second because of James Harrison, former Steelers linebacker. He was a guest on the Going Deep podcast with his former teammate, Willie Colon. And so James Harrison was explaining that the most he had been fined for a hit was $75,000. He had a hit in 2010 on then-Browns wide receiver Muhammad Masakwai. And he laid the guy out. And this is what James Harrison said his former head coach, Mike Tomlin, did for him after that event. Check this out. The giest thing Mike Tomlin ever did, he handed me an envelope after that. I ain't going to say what, but he handed me an envelope. Okay. Handed him an envelope, George. And uh, I don't think at all this is a bounty to injure someone. I just I don't think that's the way it was. But I think this is Mike Tomlin's way of saying, hey, man, the fine is BS. Here's a little bit something for you. You know, like we appreciate you being a warrior for us. But I don't think it was, hey, here's $2,000 for getting Massaquai out of the game. That's just my guess. I don't have proof, but that's what I'm thinking here. Nobody would pay to have Muhammad Massaquai exited the game. He was never (laughs) a big enough factor to do that. But... Like most times, James Harrison got fined. Most of them, they were deserved. They weren't just arbitrary. They were clear violations of the rules. Like he was, uh, Vontez Burfect light, not not perfect quite, but light. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those things to where like you can't like. If you're a coach, you want to keep morale very high on your team. And one of the ways that you can make a player feel like you have his back, one of your better players, 
is to throw him a little bit of cash after he got fined. I guarantee you that Mike Tomlin didn't give an envelope with 10, 20, 30, 50, 75,000 dollars in it. He might have gave him a little 20, 2500, mm-hmm. little, you know what I mean, little 3 grand just to just to make him feel a little little bit better like coach got your back, man. Yeah. We appreciate you, Hitman. You know that sort of thing. But of course, Sean Payton, Saints head coach, he came out because of Bounty Gate and he was suspended the entire 2012 season because the Saints were providing cash incentives if their players were knocking opponents out of games. And Sean Payton said, hey, I'd be shocked if the NFL investigates Tomlin. They should take a look at this. But he doesn't anticipate that happening. I just don't think this is a bounty at all. But to Sean Payton's point, if I lose a whole year... And I hear about something that sounds a little bit like a bounty, maybe possibly could be. I would be saying, hey, where's the investigation over here? I was on the shelf for an entire year, oh, and you're not listen. even going to look into this? You kidding me? This is whack by Sean Payton. I get the point. Yeah, okay, I want to bring it up just for the strength of bringing it up. Uh-huh. But an investigation about this? How about how, how about No. Like, like you, so you're sicking the, so you're sicking the police on somebody else, the, the NFL version of the police on somebody else in your own industry, in your, uh, game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's below board. It's whack. Especially if you think if Sean Payton, if he believes that bounty gate was he himself, if he believes that it was. Uh, you, you, you know, uh, overblown and all of that stuff. Why would you then do that? Want that for somebody else? Because because you had Sean Payton's image tarnished. You had Greg Williams, who who is not, who is very, you know, rough rough around the edges would be a nice way to say it. Because he was our defensive coordinator in Jacksonville for a year. Greg Greg Williams is like is like personal sandpaper, but he's so good at his job that you appreciate him. You know, like he's not going to like, that's why it's so hard for him to get a head coaching job now, despite what happens mm-hmm. well, the, well, his success on the field and why he bounces around so, so much. Cause he is rough around the edges, buddy. Yeah, man. I, listen, I hear you what you're saying about Sean Payton. So he gets suspended for an entire year And I get that you would say, this is a weak move for him to say, hey, NFL, why don't you look at Mike Tomlin over here? But think of it this way. If you are speeding, have you ever gotten pulled over for a ticket and then you see someone drive by going way faster? Are you just like, well, hey, yeah, I'm not going to bring that to the attention of anybody. Are you like, hey, you should look at him. How about that guy? He's going even faster than I am, right? Or, Or think about this. Think about deflate gate. If you got hit with all those penalties and Tom Brady lost four games, if there's word that another team might be deflating footballs, if I'm Tom Brady, I'm not calling for a full-blown investigation, but at the same time, I'm like, what's up with that? You're going to hammer me and just give them a free pass? That's not right. See, you can bring acknowledgement to hypocrisy, Without throwing somebody else under the bus. Sure, I agree. Like, yeah. like for instance, when um, I, a few years ago, I kind of started, I started doing feels, you know, like I've done Petros and Money, started doing them on, on, on uh, Fox Sports, 
And there was some people that I had worked with who weren't real happy about that because because, as you know, no opportunities are very difficult to come by. Mm hmm. And then when you show that you have some of the chops, then you can get more and more op- opportunities, you know, and and someone text an executive uh, in one of the companies and was like, yo, you gave George an opportunity. Why didn't you give me an opportunity? Oh, and like, it got back to you, huh? Yes, Word circled got, back. Yes. And this is a dude I had worked with. I thought we were cool. Ooh. And I was just like. It wasn't me. They didn't tell you about the text I sent to management. I <laughs> know, no, no okay, they haven't right. told me about all the texts that you said, <laughs> said about me. Hey, Dude. George got to fill in with Rob Parker. Why didn't I? Huh? What's yep. up with that, Scott Shapiro? No, I didn't send that text. I wouldn't do you like that, George Reister. Yeah, but it, but isn't that crazy though? Like, like he can, you can just ask for your own opportunity without hating on me in the process, right? right. Yes. Yeah, it'd be like this. Take uh, NCAA sanctions. If there's a college basketball team and they get hit with sanctions, I think there's a difference if there's another team that's doing something improper. So the original coach, there's a difference between saying, hey, man, uh, you know, it just sucks that we got hit with sanctions and some other teams skate and leave it at that compared to you should investigate Duke right now. What's going on with Duke right now? It's it's different. You go to the next level there. Yeah. yeah, and there's a big difference in between calling out a terrible rule. Like if uh like if you get hit with sanctions in the NCAA like we've seen in a like where teams have, have been penalized like trips and all of this stuff because they took a picture uh because they had the name of the kid on the back of a jersey or they put it on the jumbotron or something like something that is non-consequential that you know would make the kid feel good all of these things if you get hit with some sort of minor penalty for uh, that and you say wow that's that's a garbage rule i it's you know mm-hmm. you know i i would have i would imagine that these sorts of things don't hurt or impact recruiting because everybody should be allowed to uh, do it and i guarantee there's a lot worse that goes on that people aren't paying attention to that's a way to say it as a, as opposed to hey yo hey yo right go look at ucla Right. I, I, I know for a fact, I, well, you know, there could be some pictures on the wall <laughs> on the 13th when Ryan Day was there. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't want to turn into a CW, right? You don't want to be a cooperating witness over here because the rats, we frown on the rats. The snitches get stitches, George. You got to be vague. You can't call out someone by name and, uh, you know... And expect people to look at you in a positive light. They look at you like a rat. So, yeah, I hear you on that. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. How about that? DeSager brings this up in his updates. 67 pages of notes here from MLB when it comes to safety precautions. And I got a simple question. Is this, I think it's a combination, but is this more geared toward keeping the player safe or keeping MLB safe? Meaning lawsuits and safeguarding themselves. Are they what going? Are you, t- you know I, I'm the just answer saying, to are, this. Are they crossing every T? Ah. So if, heaven forbid, someone catches the coronavirus, 
they could sit here and be like, we mapped out everything. We did everything possible. Yeah, like, and that is a way to shed shed blame. They're like, did you follow all 67 pages right. worth of worth yes. of worth of rules? <laughs> no, you have violated one. See, see, see the teams that fought. We did our job. Yes. Dude, this is a the MLB. Granted, you did need to get your your uh, coronavirus protocol right. However, the biggest problem that MLB faces is with the players and the money. They got a collective bargaining agreement to work out. They have a money situation with the players. There may not even be a baseball season, and it has nothing to do with coronavirus at this point. And well, in terms of whether they're going to be allowed to play or not. So MLB has its priorities in the wrong spot right now. And when you make a document that's 67 pages, granted, it could be some it could be some nice infographics. It could be, you know, signs that need to go up in the facilities and all of that. But that can only, you know, be so much of the document. You have gotten to a point where you're trying to get down to the minutia that way you that way your lawyers have done all their work. And now you're trying to make sure that you're safe as opposed to the players. Yeah, it's uh, look, man, it's similar to the concussion thing. It's not a perfect comparison all across the board. But, you know, when there's lawsuits galore from these retired NFL players because of concussions, the NFL, they're safeguarding themselves when they're making rule changes in the name of safety. So hopefully these lawsuits aren't coming in left and right for their sake. That's what they're thinking. And in turn, it's like, well, and it helps the players out too, which is, that's nice. But I mean, make no mistake, they're guarding their own pockets. Yeah, but that's like when the NBA, I'm sorry, when the NFL said, okay, only one helmet throughout the the whole year. How does that make things safer? Like Like they come up with these rules sometimes to to make things safer. But I know when I was in Jacksonville, what they did every single week, they would send the helm after the game. They would send all the helmets off to be x-rayed to see if there were any cracks, dents, anything like that. And then they would get them sent back if they were all in great shape. And then they would take, put the decals all back on like the decals are taken off, putting back on every single week. And so how does adding an additional helmet interfere with player safety? You know what I mean? Like it just didn't right. make sense at all to me when they changed that rule, but now they're going back to, okay, now you can add an additional helmet. And it's like, yeah, cause it didn't make sense. The helmets were all sent off and x-rayed anyway. Like you were trying to make a public play, to save your image as opposed to something that was actually meaningful and needed. Hey man, I get it. Listen, you don't want to get caught um, being negligent when it comes to concussions and football. You don't want to get caught being negligent when it comes to the coronavirus in major league baseball or any other sport for that matter. So I, I understand why they have a 67 page document. It's pretty crazy, but I get it. All right, coming up next from the Geico studios, I'm going to make an argument, George, that is well-reasoned. It's thought out. It's a little outside the box, but the the logic is just absolutely rock-solid tight. And you, George, apparently I've word you're going to disagree with it, which uh, we'll compare notes after this. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. 
We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is colin coward from the herd with colin cowherd angie's list is now angie the nation's largest home service marketplace they're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an up front price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. I'm Brian though. He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Hey, get your free credit scorecard today. Even if you're not a Discover customer, it includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. What if it was a triple threat match? Luda, Nelly, and Slayer! If you have the top five Slayer songs, George, we'll do a little tale of the tape here. Go ahead. What do you have? What's in your top five? There are no top five Slayer songs. (laughs) There's there's not even a possible chance that Slayer has five songs that are even that are even worth playing in a in a on a soundtrack. Unbelievable. I'm sorry. I, I'm, You're no, wrong. Actually, You're wrong. Have actually, you ever seen the movie? Gosh, you know what? what is it? What's the movie with um, Gerard Butler? And it's with Jamie Foxx. And um, oh gosh, Lee Robert Delap the Fourth is our movie insider over here. 
What's the movie I'm thinking of where Gerard Butler, he goes to jail. Citizens, trying to get even? Uh, yes, law-abiding yes. citizen. That's exactly right. Did you know? Are you a fan of that movie, by the way, George Reister? It's an intense movie. You go thumbs up or thumbs down on law-abiding citizen, George. What do you think of that movie? I, he's he's considering it. He's considering a, going thumbs up, thumbs down. But there is no, a Slayer song on that, it's always, on that uh, movie. Yeah, there's Bloodline. I believe no, it's the, Bloodline is on that soundtrack, George Reister. Yeah. Dude, law, okay. Law-abiding citizen, I enjoyed the movie. Uh-huh. I, okay. Slayer's on the soundtrack, George. But, Slayer's on that. Besides movies, sound, soundtracks... Uh-huh. Okay. There's no reason for metal to even exist. Oh I mean, it is gosh. just a it is just a a form of music that just distracts you. It causes chaos. I mean, there is a reason why they play certain music on on elevators in hotels. I mean, the and why nobody plays um metal music like on in, in uh, arenas, like when you go to see a college That's football wrong. game, you That's don't get metal. Yes, you do. You go to see an NFL game. They're playing Metallica a lot. They're playing Metallica's metal. It's wrong. Dude. It's mainstream. Like, stop. It's like, still like metal. The, the, the uh, songs that they uh, play, Emmy, are like the little Nas X version of country music. That, that's what the <laughs> of, man, of metal music. That's there are what they some play. places they'll play one. And it's a heavier song. Of course, it has its clean parts and all that. But when it gets going, it's metal. And they'll play that in arenas still. So, yeah, you're, you're just dead wrong about this, George Reister. Your hatred of metal, it's overriding your ability to be logical over here. Now, we're going to see if this inability of you to be logical when metal comes up, if it's going to impact you in this discussion here. Because I've got an outside-the-box idea. Now, you might oh, think this Lord. is shock no. jockey, but it, I actually believe this. I do. Okay. Now, you heard the rumors, George, that came out this week where – there was there were some discussions back in the 2018 draft that the Browns they might they might give the number one overall pick to Seattle in exchange for Russell Wilson. It would have turned out to be a disastrous deal because the the Seahawks if that deal went through they'd have Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold <laughs> right now, and that's not even close to Russell Wilson. So it would have been a bad move then. If you spin this thing forward, George, think about this now. Let's say the next NFL draft, 2021. I think it makes sense for the Seattle Seahawks if they could get the number one overall pick and get Trevor Lawrence, stud quarterback out of Clemson. I would actually do this. Now, there are layers to it, and there's significant dead cap hits to the Seahawks if they dealt Russell. Huge, right? So you're going to have to bite the bullet for the long term. You wouldn't get the same benefit of having a rookie quarterback or having a young quarterback on his rookie deal. It wouldn't be the same effect, but you would still potentially have this guy Trevor Lawrence for maybe a decade longer than when Russell Wilson hangs him up. I would make that move, George. What do you say to that? Okay. Is Okay, we are on radio and you know, pe- people <laughs> like to hear 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 arguments, they want to hear debates. Uh-huh. Different sides. And you said earlier today that you were surprised that we agreed on a couple things, even though we agreed for different reasons. So there's a disagreement there. Okay. Um, 
I think you made this like did did you make this up for us to fight? Nope. No, I didn't. I didn't. And, I, and let me preface real fast. Russell Wilson is magnificent. I've called him Russell Copperfield for years. He's an absolute magician. He's one of the best quarterbacks in football. I take nothing away from his credentials. I've been falsely accused by my Fox Sports Radio brethren. One David Gascon, update anchor extraordinaire. He's accused me of being a, a Russell Wilson apologist. I'm so positive about the guy. So I knock his credentials not in the least He's a beast, but he's an aging beast. So I'm looking to the future. I'm going Trevor Lawrence. No, I, I must tell you, this is by far one of the most ridiculous things you have ever said since we've been doing this show together. Ever, ever, ever. Let's just start at the beginning. Okay. Russell Wilson just finished his eighth year in the NFL. He's 31 years old. Mm-hmm. And he's 31. There is he won't be 32 till this season is almost over. He's probably got another at least 7 years left, right? So, he's right in the prime of his career, the middle of the middle years. He's already won a Super Bowl. He's made the playoffs every single year he's been in the NFL. His stats last year with and mind you the last few years he's had nothing. The last three years, 34 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 35 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 31 touchdowns, five interceptions, no running game, no defense the last couple years. Yeah, he's and, had, and, had and a, no offensive line. They're running and no game, offensive. what, a couple of years ago, they were first in the league. You can't say they've had no running game. He's no, a part no, of no, it. No, no, they, no, no, I'm talking about running. running. No, 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 they, they have not had a running back since, they have not had a true, right. like, number one running back since Beast Mode left. That's true, by committee, but they're still getting yeah. it done. Uh, sort of, kind of. Um, their offensive line has not been good. He has been playing last year. His best receiver was Lockett, who was a who's a gadget guy. I mean, that's you know, like what he, Metcalf, he's... You know, like DK? He had a good rookie He's a year. rookie. So, you mean to tell me uh-huh. that you can logically make sense out of uh-huh. trading a Hall of Fame quarterback yes. in his prime yes. for a question mark for a rookie in in even though I think the world of Trevor Lawrence Trevor Lawrence is nothing but a lottery ticket so you're going to trade a Hall of Fame quarterback in his prime for a maybe that makes no sense oh 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 and then you have to absorb 20 plus million dollars a year for three or four more years to trade him away in salary cap space. No, this is, I, I, I don't want to insult you in terms of your, you know, you as a man, because I have respect for you, but this is the stupidest thing I think I've ever heard you say. There is, I mean, you can't, it doesn't make financial sense. It doesn't make logical sense. You trade a Hall of Famer in his prime uh-huh. Uh-huh. away for a put for a lottery ticket for for Trevor Lawrence because what do you think think of think about this? What does Trevor Lawrence have to be to make this a good deal? No. He's got to be a, be Hall a legit of franchise quarterback. No, 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 no. He doesn't need to be a legit franchise quarterback. Yes, he does. He's got to be for you to trade a Hall of Famer who gives you an opportunity to win a Super Bowl. Every year, because he goes to the playoffs every year, Trevor Lawrence has to be 
to, for this deal to make sense, for you to absorb for absorb all that cap money and all of that stuff, Trevor Lawrence has to turn out to be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time for this to make sense. No, absolutely not. Now, I will, coming up, I will make logical sense. I will make financial sense. And I will debunk the crazy argument you just made right there where Trevor Lawrence, he, he's got to basically be better than Brady to make this deal here, to deal Russell Wilson. We'll do that coming up. But first, a man of high character, a man who is a friend of America, ladies and gentlemen. That is one Steve DeSager to spin us around the sporting landscape. What's going on, Steve? Good evening, gentlemen. Major League Baseball owners gave nearly 70 pages of health protocol details to the players' union. Fans are not expected to be allowed, at least at the start of games. Of course, the union still needs to approve any owner's plan for a 2020 season. Among the many, many guidelines, no spitting, no high fives, no hugs, no touching your face even to give signs, no licking your fingers, no pregame exchange of lineup cards, a new base Baseball would have to be used after each at bat if it was handled by multiple players. Players should not socialize with opponents. Base coaches should not approach base runners or umpires. Mascots would be banned from the field. No bat boys or girls. Players encouraged to use batting gloves. And the next day's starting pitcher is not allowed to sit in the dugout. Former Chicago Bears chairman Michael McCaskey passed away at the age of 76. He had succeeded George Hallis as Bears CEO in 1983. Former NFL Today co-host Phyllis George died at the age of 70. She joined Brent Musburger's CBS studio show in 1975, and she was there for 10 seasons. Two NFL defensive backs turned themselves into police in Florida today. DeAndre Baker of the Giants and Quentin Dunbar of Seattle. They were wanted in connection with an alleged armed robbery at a party this week. Redskins wide receiver Cody Latimer, ex Bronco was arrested this morning in Colorado for felony assault and illegal discharge of a firearm. NFL teams can reopen their offices starting Tuesday. Coaching staffs are still prohibited. NFL owners will vote Tuesday on resolutions to incentivize minority coach and GM hires, according to NFL Network. UCLA's new athletic director reportedly will be Martin Jarmon from Boston College. The Lakers reopened their practice facility today for voluntary individual workouts. Houston due to open its facility on Monday. NASCAR resumes regular racing tomorrow without fans in attendance, but on Fox TV, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And Germany's soccer league resumed this morning with no fans in attendance. It'll have more games on FS1 starting tomorrow morning. Back to Brian No and George Reitster. Thank you, Steve. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Okay, George. Let's get back to Russell Wilson. I would trade him. Now, let me make some logical sense, some financial sense. Let me think of uh, longevity over here. You know, I would bring this to the table. Remember the Kobe-Shaq debates? This is when Shaq was at the height of his powers with the Lakers. He's winning finals MVPs left and right. And that was the big debate. Would you go with Shaq? Would you go with Kobe as the player of the future for the Lakers? There were a lot of people that said Shaq, and there were a lot of people that were dead wrong because you've got to look at how long those players were going to be relevant and beasts and highly productive. I take nothing away from Russell Wilson. He's just not in his early 20s like Trevor Lawrence. He's in his early 30s. And when you look at a guy like Russell Wilson who does use his athleticism a lot, he's going to start to slow down. He doesn't rely on it as heavily as, say, a guy like Lamar Jackson does. 
He's a very judicious runner. He doesn't take the punishment running. But just buying time and moving around and having shoddy offensive line pass protection, he does such a great job. He's going to start slowing down a little bit, and that's going to impact his production. He's not going to plummet to be a completely average or below average quarterback. He's just not going to maintain this level for just years and years and years. His effectiveness what? is going to start to decline as his athleticism does. What it what does with everybody with here—it's just what is it's wrong just with nature. You? That's that, how it goes. So, so, so according to so, has Brady's game de- declined in your mind? It has declined a little bit. I think uh, a lot so, of it had to do with his lack of weapons around him. Okay, yeah, all right, Father so, Time is undefeated. So, hold on. So R- Russell Wilson doesn't rely on his athleticism. He yes, uses, he does. No, yes, he, he does, does not. He is a he is a quarterback. He is a passing quarterback. He is not a running quarterback. He is a guy who who moves around in the pocket to be able to get additional passes off. No different than Brady. No different than Drew Brees. He's you just don't slightly see a more, difference hold on, between hold on, Brady hold on, and Russell Wilson just moving it, around in the pocket. Yes, yes. Russell Wilson is significantly more mobile. However. When you look at Russell Wilson as a passer, he is one of the best passers in the foot, one of the top three quarterbacks in the National Football League, period. And he's been that way for a while now. And the fact that you think that that his athleticism going down slightly with with age, mind you, he's only 31 years old. Right. He doesn't require his athleticism to be able to be a fantastic passer. So it, it, it makes no sense. It no makes sense. sense it makes why sense. you would possibly say that you would get rid of a guy who's in his prime is a Hall of Famer. And then you say that all Trevor Lawrence needs to be on the back end is a is a um gonna be a franchise guy. Just a franchise quarterback. Do you realize just just if you just really like think about it. In dead money, in dead money alone, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the uh the the Seahawks would be eating like thirty million dollars a year for the next Close. <laughs> yes. So 2021 is going to hurt. Granted, it's going to hurt. 39 mil. That, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. 2022, 26 Six. million in dead money. Yeah. That's a lot. But here's that's the deal, aver- George. You don't, you don't get the same benefit of having a quarterback on his rookie deal where you can really build the roster up because you got this cheap quarterback. You don't get the same benefit. But it's just like having a – a guy that you're paying a ton of money. That's the, the that's on the, the, on the thing rookie that makes contract it, of Trevor even, Lawrence. Even you if you could, even if you could like make sense of the fact of okay, yeah, I'm going to trade a Hall of Fame quarterback who who can take me to a Super Bowl every year. Even if you can get past past that, the financial sense of the only reason why you would want a a rookie quarterback who's really good is because you can um, is. Because you can not only uh, build a roster around him while he's not getting paid very, very much, but now you can't yes. even do that. And the idea so that you could tra- hold on. And the, if you can and have the a quarterback I- for 15 years who's a franchise guy and you just don't get that added perk of the first year 
having all that cap space no, because he's on no, his rookie deal. It's year still worth 20, it. No, the second year is $26 million. Okay, two, that's two, a years, whole, two out of five years, you don't get the same benefit. You still have that, three more years of no, building up this roster no, 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 with the guy no, on his rookie deal. It's is, worth it. And, it is worth all right, it. So, so what do you think Trevor Lawrence needs to be? Like, what do you think Franchise that his, guy. He's, he's did, got a elite, and, bare and minimum, be a defines, franchise quarterback, which I truly so, believe he is. I think he could be even better so than if, that. So if Trevor Lawrence doesn't take them to the playoffs every year, is this a good trade? Well, it might not be his, his fault. That Remember the, the no, Saints. No, 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 no. Drew Brees has no, been pretty no, good, no, right? You, don't, you would don't agree. Don't say Drew it's Brees. not his fault. No, no, no. Russell Drew Brees has been pretty has good. Russell right? Wilson. The Saints, think about the Saints. They were 7-9, and nine, four out of five years with Drew Brees. It's I'm not, not talking just about the, the I'm talking about the Seattle Seahawks, who've been to the playoffs every single year, no matter uh-huh. what you give Russell Wilson, no right? matter what you give him. Okay. And he's going to the Hall of Fame. He's he's a thirty touchdown under ten interception quarter quarterback. Yeah, that, for now. that's a fact. For now. For, for now. What are you for talking now. about? For, now, time for his whole to, he's damn got another, career. He's got Do you realize five that years of elite production and he's going downhill, baby. That's why we're planning for the future. I'm all about the future. I'm about the, out of the, la- and hold the future. On. Out of the last five years. The last five seasons, Russell Wilson has thrown for at least uh-huh. 31 touchdowns in, in four of the last five five seasons. Hey, that's and right. in the what last does that mean four, when he turns 37? What does that mean then? Nothing. It means jack. It means nothing and, at and all. Tre- and Trevor Lawrence means nothing at th- this point, what? point in time. What? He, he is a fantastic college quarterback. He is and a how- specimen back there. He has a gigantic arm that is accurate he's athletic he's tough he took a big hit against ohio state even if even if he turns out to be a top 10 quarterback in in the nfl he's not better than russell wilson so like the idea yes he does no he doesn't you need to it is stupid to trade a to trade a guy that's in the prime of no, his career. No, he is in no. Russell Wilson is in his prime. He's not on the back half of his career. Here, here's what here's how, the, the way how, it how many down. seasons do you think that Russell No, 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 seriously. How many seasons do you think that Russell Wilson is going to play? I uh, he's probably I don't know. He's probably going to get close to 40, I would imagine. So but he's not going to have the same so level that, of production. Hold on. So so that'll give him nine more seasons, right? But not elite production. Hold on. I, I give him another five of elite production. Okay, so why would you trade? Because this is the hold way. On, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to give you a math class. I'm going to give you a math class. Here's the tail of the tape, all right? You've got five more years, in my estimation, of elite play from Russell Wilson, okay? Top five guy. Compared to potentially 15 years of a top 10 to 12-ish quarterback in and Trevor Lawrence, you're winning in the long no, run by having a no. top ten ish guy. Okay, okay. So let's let's do this math, okay? Yeah. Because you wanted to trade Russell Wilson because he's going because you can get a younger guy and all this stuff, right? Yep. Okay. So and you talked about the rookie deal, okay? Yeah. So you you said you believe Russell Wilson will be a top five quarterback for another five years. Okay, I believe so. He's magnificent. Right. Okay, let let let's go with your numbers, okay. and then if you did this deal, uh-huh. you trade for Trevor Lawrence. Yep. So then 
you would actually get four years of Russell that 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 would give you four four years of Russell Wilson uh, of his peak left, right? So, and then the rookie deal is only worth five years. How many years out of that five years d- d- do of Trevor Lawrence's uh, rookie contract? Do you believe that he will be a top five quarterback? How many of those years? His rookie deal? Yep, of Probably the first five. none. All right, Probably hold on. Hold the odds on. are better so, than not that he wouldn't be. So in then, any of those years. so then you then have to turn around and pay Trevor Lawrence big money. Yeah, to not be a top five quarterback happens so, all the time. So how many guys have gotten elite money not being top five guys? Look at Joe Flacco, what he got. So, Look at Jay Cutler, what he got. So why on earth would you trade a guy who's going to give you opportunities Longevity. to win Super Bowls? Longevity. You can't Top get 10 longevity with 10, you cannot years get longevity. Better, better in the long with, run. You cannot get longevity uh-huh. with a lottery ticket. You are yes, hoping you Trevor no. Lawrence and, and your Kobe Shaq comparison. You're hoping with Russell was, Wilson. You're, you're hoping you're, with Russell Wilson. No, you're, a, no, no, you're, he's a known quantity. So yeah, you're he's a known Russell, quantity at 31. No, he's not you're known at 37. You're Russell Wilson. Uh, Kobe and Shaq comparison. Perfect. It's perfect. Comparison. It was absolutely awful. And perfect. the reason why right it was the, awful. Right on the money right no, there. It was perfect. terrible. Lee, Lee because you should, you should make a video of that and put it on our website and just say, man, what a magnificent comparison. It's no, it, Lee, Lee can't possibly make sense out of nonsense either because <laughs> Kobe yeah. and Shaq. Well, let's pick Kobe this back up, George. Let's pick this back up here. All and right, you, can, uh, you can continue. You, uh, I love, the longer that we talk about this, the more you are tempted to get oddly personal here. You know what I mean? Like you, You've stayed in the pocket so far, but the longer I make a great argument, the more the likelihood is that you just, you just take a shot at me as a, a man <laughs> in general, which is great radio. All right, we'll pick this back up. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. 
Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios Although we're apart these days, we're sharing more and Geico sharing more too with the Geico Giveback, a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for both current and new customers that lasts your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for info and eligibility. Okay, you were making a terrible case last time we were talking here, George Reister. You want to pick it back up where we were Yeah, off here? so you... Brian, no, had the audacity, the gall, and the just, just, just attempting to start a fight um, by saying that if you were the Seattle Seahawks, yes, you would trade trade Russell Wilson, yep, for the number one pick of the twenty twenty one draft. Give which, me Trevor Lawrence, yes, and. And I just and, and you had the re, the the audacity to compare it to Kobe and Shaq in the two yeah. thousands, and it's not even when, the best comparison because well, Shaq is about seven years older than Kobe. And, Russ is eleven years and older than the Trevor point Lawrence. Is is that the reason why it's a terrible comparison that you tried to use is because you had two forget even the age. You had two known quantities. You had two Hall of Fame players. Mm-hmm. And the Lakers chose the guy who's the guard. The young guy. They, they, the young guy, and they also chose a ball handler, which is completely different as we, as we know you in get, basketball. Sometimes you Having get a lost ball handler in the details and a big man. here, George. Sometimes and, details can throw you off here, right? Oh, you, you have yes. nerve. I'm, and, I'm, sometimes you, details can work against you. That's all I'm telling you no, is you just so, look at it. Got to look at it generally. Just years. Longevity, and, okay. and this is what people so are you missing have two, here. You have two known quantities, two Hall of Famers, and Kobe and Shaq. Like you uh-huh. know what you have in both of those guys. L- real and quick, you are question. Say, you don't know How about what you Andrew have with Luck. Lawrence. Was Andrew Luck a known quantity before he got into the NFL? Yes or no? No, he, yes, he, he was. You no, hold on. You believed, and most people had yes. a general feeling that, like, like what what I believed about Andrew Luck was. I believed that the worst thing that you were going to get with him was a provided he stayed healthy was a ten uh-huh. year quarterback. Okay. that was going to take you to the playoffs a few times. What about Trevor Lawrence? He uh, almost, but not quite as much as Luck, and 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 so. 
the the part is is that if Trevor Lawrence were I mean sorry if Russell Wilson were 37 years old yes this would make sense he's 31 and he's in his prime he's gonna be 32 even according next year to you he's Trevor got Lawrence nine more seasons left he's no, only played elite. eight and you're gonna not trade elite. a guy in his prime years not in elite. his Super Bowl years for a for potential guy. You've got to pay him through the roof right now. You've got to pay him through the roof even more if he lasts as long as you think he will. The logic that I'm using is so sound. You can't even get around it over here. We'll pick this back up also from the Geico Studios. It isn't just what you say. It is how you say it. You know, George, I need to give you time to recover here of the uh, just the the beatdown that I was administering with this Russell Wilson debate. I'm going to give you some time to revive. I'm going to give our listening audience some time to revive. Got a couple of tweets here from the close-minded public that isn't, they don't understand that NFL fortune favors the bold, baby. You got to take risks over here. And taking Trevor Lawrence in Seattle is the better move to make than writing out the final years of the magnificent Russell Wilson. We'll circle back to that in about 15 minutes because I know you're compiling data and notes and you want another crack here. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not opposed to a rematch, you know? I'm a gracious champion over here, George. So I'll give the floor back to you here in about 15 minutes. I, I in no way <laughs> got got beat, massacred, <laughs> mercied, or anything, anything else. I think that you need a reprieve to some kind of way modify your argument to make it make sense about trading Russell Wilson for one pick. A f- the number one overall pick. You should actually trade your entire draft for Russell Wilson. Okay. Well, we'll circle back to them in about 15 minutes, but I want to see what you think about this. So a couple of stories here. It's not just what you say. It's how you say it. This is a story about Scottie Pippen. Reportedly, he is wounded, and he is disappointed about how he's portrayed in the docu-series, The Last Dance. And it's his own freaking fault here, George. Here are a couple of sound bites from Scottie Pippen. You tell me if this is just the director portraying him in a negative light or if this is Scottie saying something silly. This goes back to the playoff series against the Knicks. They were down 2-0 in the series. The Bulls were trailing. Final 1.8 seconds to go here. In 94, and I was you've watching got, this game. Yes, and you've got Phil Jackson drawing up the play for Tony Kukoc. And here's how Scottie Pippen reacts to it. He says, I'm out. I'm not going back in. Here's what he had to say about it on the last dance. It's one of those incidents where, uh, you know, I wish it never happened. But if I had a chance to do it over again, I probably wouldn't change it. What? That means <laughs> that you don't wish that it didn't happen. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, so I know Scotty, right? Our, our our kids are good friends, but I'm going to be honest and open in this situation. I I think part of the issue that Scotty has had, because Scotty is clearly kind of uh, upset and not not and a little bitter about the way some of the things ha- have happened mm-hmm. uh, during his career. Some of them, granted, some of them were some of his own doing, like with the with the contract situation initially. But then it's the team's fault for not being willing to like pay a guy. I mean, think think about this. The team was willing to 
pay Michael Jordan while he was playing baseball, but not give Scottie Pippen a new contract, <laughs> who's one of the 50 greatest players of all time. Yeah. I mean, think think about how ridiculous that that is. So Scotty has a right to be upset. Yep. But in that quitting on your team, because they, they talked about how Bill Cartwright got into the locker room, tears in his eyes, was upset, right. was like, Scotty, you blew this. And, and Scotty's got tears going and everything. Yeah. But and, and and I think that that's one of those times to where when Scotty was interviewed about it, I think that he wasn't necessarily as transparent about it as he should have been, because the, the, the right thing to do is is when you know that you have done something wrong is to let go of the ego and let go of the pride in the situation and say, look. Yeah. I messed up. Totally. I let my team down. But no, I think that you have to consider all of the things that went into this. There was the Tony Ku coach when they played in the Olympics and you had um and you had Jerry Krause, you know, like lauding him like he was going to be the next Jordan and re- replace Pippen and right, all of these right. things. Yeah. Yeah. So and to and then so that was kind of like Almost like a confirmation because remember Jordan was gone at this time, so it was Scotty's team. So mm-hmm. and and there is an element of us all who are like if you are a high elite level athlete and you get to be the man on a team and then it's your turn, your time to shine, and then they give it to somebody else, you're going to be a little bit upset about that. Fair, so Scotty fair, had but right you still to have be to upset. handle it better. He Correct. had a right, but not- you can't say I'm not going back in. Just because you're drawing up a play for Tony Kukoc. Michael Jordan said it best, which was, Scotty knows better than that. And so if you leave it at that, if you say, See, but hey, it, look, it's man, re- it's just- real easy, though. It's real easy for Michael Jordan to do that, to uh, say that when when he would always get the last shot. You know what I mean? Like, like it, it was always Jordan taking the last shot or Jordan passing to the person who took the last shot. So he had control over it. Like, like. Phil Jackson was not going to draw up a play that wasn't like a gadget play to, that was going to leave a wide open guy that wasn't going to go to Michael Jordan. It's still uh, true, though, what Jordan is saying. Yes, yeah, like don't let that throw you off. Even in the 93 finals, it went from Horace Grant threw it up out to John Paxson. Jordan wasn't even involved in that, right? So like stuff like that happened. Granted, he threw it over to Steve Kerr. And yeah, but Kerr that wasn't the play that was called. Right, that but wasn't it happened. The play that was called. It's the way it happened. But <laughs> yes. we can get lost. We can drown in details sometimes and make it too complicated. I understand there's a backstory. It isn't just in a vacuum. But however you slice it, however you dice it, Scottie Pippen was dead wrong for oh, not going I, I, back I, in the I, game. I agree with you. He was dead wrong for not going back in the game. But he was right to feel slighted. Absolutely, he was but, right to be upset. But no, and no, he was, no. No, well, as far as the docu series goes, to be wounded and disappointed, it's like, dude, it's not about the director portraying you in a certain light. You're portraying yourself um, in a see, certain light. See, but the see, but the thing is, is that I I will say though too, is that where Michael Jordan is portrayed in a very positive light, and yes, they do bring up some of the controversies and all that, and give him a chance to re- rebut them and all those personally. When you have Scotties, it's not quite 
the uh, same. Like when, like when Scotty was sitting out when when he was hurt. Scotty also said, "I could have had surgery that summer, That's and it. I Here, chose yes. not Here. to." Let me and play that for you. Look Let me at, play that for you. That, and they're saying, "Listen to this." Well, Let's- that's here's, here's not Pippen. cool to be passive aggressive because nobody right. likes passive aggressive people. Okay, and, let's and, hear it. And let's I hear George. George, let's hear it. Passive aggressive. Let's hear the well, sound. Well, well, only, only, only uh, with my wife. Sometimes in my passive passive aggressive. Okay, but, all right. And and it's annoying. Permission, I get George. It. George. George. Over. Pass me the ball, George Mello. Like I'm open. Permission to play the sound. Here's Scottie Pippen with what you're explaining <laughs> right there. Goodness. I had a ruptured tendon in my ankle. And I decided to have surgery late because I was like, you know what? I'm not going to my summer up trying to rehab for a season. You know, they're not going to be looking forward to having me. So I'm going to enjoy my summer and I'll use the season to prepare. Dude, like like some people just don't understand cause and effect. If you sit here and say... Hey, I'm sorry that it happened not going in with 1.8 seconds remaining. But you know what? If I had the decision to do all over again, I'd probably do the same thing. And also be like, yeah, I use the season. I'm not going to F my summer up. Like, cause and effect. If you say those things, people are going to be like, what the hell are you talking about here? You can't then be like, oh, man, I'm wounded and disappointed by how people are reacting. How did you not know they were going to react that way? It's just a complete lack of foresight on his part. People respect the uh, real. They are forgiving, especially when you make a mistake. We live in a country of second chances. But you do have to be willing to admit when you made a mistake. And people don't like the hypocrisy in it because they're like, hold up. You said it was probably, I wish it never happened. So if you say, I wish it never happened, the next words that need to come out of your mouth are, I should have, even though I was upset, I should have gone in to be with my team. That is the right thing to, to say, because that's how you truly felt, because that's why you were crying in the locker room. And I think that Scotty was trying to, protect himself and anytime when you are like doing a documentary or interview or anything and you're trying to protect yourself and not being open and honest and transparent people can see right through it no doubt hey we're coming to you live from the geico fox sports radio studios 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more on car insurance visit geico.com for a free rate quote i'm brian though he is george reister there is there's a silver lining coming up for scotty because in the 97 finals one of the best trash-talking moments in sports history. When yep. Carl Malone goes to the free-throw line, game one, two critical free-throws, and Scotty goes up and says, the mailman doesn't deliver on Sunday. That's beautiful. So we will get that in the last installment tomorrow. So that's good. I have He's a got question that for working you. for him. Yeah. What, what, what happened to your wild, wild stallion drop? Because I know you wanted to use that today. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Where do I have it going on here? Uh, the wild. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Every now and then you go wild stallion on me. You're just a bucking Bronco in the meadow. I'm trying to tame George Reister over here, but yeah, you go bucking Bronco on me from time to time. It's all good, George. I'm I'm untamable. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. All right. All right. Coming up next. Well, we'll see if you get wild over here. Let's get back to this. A couple of Tweets that are not seeing the big picture about a debate involving a certain quarterback. I'm Brian No. He's George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. 
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. I'm Brian No, He's George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Hey, get your free credit scorecard today. Today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. So I've gotten word from our guy, Don Brown, technical producer, that uh, the, the duel, if you will, Nelly versus Ludacris, where they're just playing their hit songs, apparently Nelly was playing a lot of his B-side stuff, his unknown stuff, and so it seems like Luda is taking this show down, George Reister. I don't understand that that approach by Nelly. That's a there. terrible approach. Nobody. I mean, like when you're in a battle, you don't you don't you don't bring your uh, your B side. You don't bring your B team. You bring your A team. So that was a strategically poor decision by by Nelly because because truthfully, while Nelly's a good artist, he doesn't have enough B side stuff. Right. For it to be, you know, for it to be high quality 
B-side because his B-side should be like an extension of his A-side. It's not like Michael Jackson or somebody like that whose B-sides are just like, you're like, yo, these are hits or Jay-Z where you got B-sides that could be, you know, like anthems that people, you know, just agreed with and spoke to their hearts. Nope. Yeah, I think it's weird. It happens in concerts also when uh, there are some artists or bands, they're like, yeah, I'm just going to play some of my new stuff that you don't really know. Isn't that frustrating? What are you doing? You're like, play the hits. I showed up for the hits. (laughs) That's right. Absolutely. Okay, so we got to circle back to this, George. Got a couple of tweets here from the narrow-minded um, fan base that we have. This is Paul. He checks in at Fox Sports Radio, at The No Show, also at George Reister. Paul checks in. We're having this debate. I say, based on the rumors, where the 2018 draft, there's a little bit of discussion going on. Would the Browns get Russell Wilson for the number one overall pick? Would have been a bad move for the Seahawks because they would have had Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold. That's not too sexy. I think going forward, though, with Russell Wilson being older, with him being 31 years old, to be 32 next year, if the Seahawks could get the number one overall pick to take Trevor Lawrence, I would make that deal. Now, there are a lot of people that say, oh, no, this is an MVP caliber quarterback and Russell Wilson, you're out of your mind. No. So we get a couple of these tweets here, George. This is Paul. He says, Russell Wilson is the best player in football. You think Trevor Lawrence. We know Russell Wilson. I like the tweet, but do we know that? Honest question. Do we know Russ is the best in football? Um, if if he's not the best player in football, he's one of the top two or three. And 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 what what is the most important position in sports? No, it's quarterback. Quarterback. So why on earth? Like, how can you make sense of trading a known quantity, one of the greatest quarterbacks? In I mean, like he's going to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. How can you make sense of? trading a Hall of Fame quarterback for a maybe, and you're talking about just the number one overall pick, if you're trading that type of player, I mean, think about what Herschel Walker, a running back, was traded for. That's like four number one picks or three number one picks. That's the kind of trade that would have to be, that would have to happen to make it reasonable for you to trade Russell Wilson. You would like, this is one of those trade the entire draft, like Ricky Williams type type things for you to get Russell Wilson. He's eight years into a hall of fame career that you yourself said that there are, that you believe that there are at least nine more seasons that he has five Mm. more. Hold up. Five more as one of the top five quarterbacks. Right. That's a quote. Do you, you said both of those things. Yes, I so, believe he's got five more years of elite production. Yeah, yes, and and that. and not and nine more seasons left. So trade, and then when you consider all of the dead money that the Seahawks would have to absorb, yeah, it's it, worth it. it. They they would have to absorb thirty nine million dollars in year one. It's a lot and of then twenty six million dollars in year two. Yep. So so Willing you don't even do get the benefit of having a of having a quarterback on his rookie deal because the yep. because the last 3 because like you'll you'll get it for 3 years but you would have had to absorb so much salary mm-hmm. during that time 
that it would make it like financially irresponsible to uh, nah. do it. Nah, not irresponsible. And, look at and, look at uh, look, take this for into account. Think about Trevor Lawrence. Think of, I'm sorry. Think about Patrick Mahomes. Think about Deshaun Watson. The amount of money that they are going to be making. It's going to be huge money. They're going to be making forty ish million per season. So if you think about Russell Wilson, the dead cap hit in 2021, it's significant. It's very very high. But if you consider what Mahomes is going to make. And you think about the dead cap hit with Russell Wilson if you traded him, coupled with the money you'd have to pay Trevor Lawrence, all of a sudden it doesn't seem as outrageous when you compare it to other situations where they're paying elite quarterbacks. Okay, So, so it, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt for two years. There's no getting so around why, it. That's the uh, price you pay for okay. doing business. So you trade a – so you are essentially mortgaging – your Super Bowl potential for a couple seasons because absorbing all that cap money would 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 mean that you can't fill out the rest of your roster the way that you want to. So you're going to mortgage your Super Bowl potential and for a hope and a prayer in a young quarterback because there are many like this guy's just you're no, running no, 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 the mill no, no, prospect. No, 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 no. Or, no, it's no. just the point is, is that when you are drafting a player as fantastic as they are in college, sometimes they bust. Hey, it for happens. whatever, for whatever reason, sometimes they bust and you have to account for that. That's like, that's like saying uh, that, that I'm going to, trade LeBron in year eight, one of the greatest players of all time. I'm going to trade LeBron in year eight because I think that Zion Williamson is coming out in the next draft. Excuse me? What kind of, like, like, yes, even if Trevor Lawrence does turn out to be a fantastic player, to make that, like, worthwhile, you either have to get a team's end, like, their first round picks for the next Three four years, and then entire like because your that position is so valuable, you would have to get their picks for the next three four years. Their first round draft picks to make it even make sense. Okay, there's more here because you are a lot like our listeners here, which is it's too risky. What if it goes wrong? Let's play it no, safe. No, Let's no, no, no. Be it has nothing to do with playing it safe. It, it's just it, you have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and you're going to trade him away for just for, for an elite prospect. Yes, who's going to last okay. maybe a decade after Russell maybe, Wilson is done with elite maybe, pros- maybe with the a elite dec- production. M- maybe yes. hopefully. Yes. Maybe. Here's another tweet here. Uh, apologize if I don't pronounce this right. Uh, Scrandolf, I believe. He tweets in and says. Can't trade five more years of elite prime quarterback play from Russell Wilson for the unknown that Trevor Lawrence is. Even if you had Lawrence, year one, rookie season learning. Year two, possible sophomore slump. Year three, prove it year. At that point, only two more years of cheap rookie deal. Look, it could work out that way, but all of a sudden, Trevor Lawrence is neck and neck with Mitch Trubisky. I just think highly of Trevor okay. Lawrence. I think so, he's going to be a very, very good NFL pro. And so also this, George, case here's the scenario. thing. Let me, just, let me say this real fast, though. NFL fortune favors the bold. You could have had the Chiefs play it safe. 
and say, hey, we had Alex Smith lead the league in passer rating. We're good. We're not elite here in the quarterback department, but we're good. And we just play it safe. Or we could swing for the freaking fences. We could move up from 27 overall to number 10 overall to get this complete unknown named Patrick Mahomes who's coming from the Big 12 and sling it around all over the place when they don't know how to play defense over there. It could be a complete bust. But they swung for the fences and they hit a grand slam. But do you know, so another 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 terrible example, no, because you know what they didn't do? You, you know what they didn't do? They did not trade Alex Smith before they got they took Patrick Mahomes. They, they took a risk. They knew they knew what Patrick Mahomes was. No, they didn't. You can't yes, they sit did here because and act they like got, they hold knew on. what Mahomes was. If they knew, they're not they're moving up higher than tenth. No, Guaranteed. They, they got no. They knew they got an opportunity to see him in practice, see him at the end of the season. They knew what they oh, were getting. They did with not him. know. They didn't yeah. know. No, 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 no. They uh, they obviously didn't know that he was going to win the MVP the next season. But but they did know from what they saw in practice and what they saw at the end of that his rookie year that they had a really good quarterback. So. So, but, and so there is the difference. It's different if they, if you're saying, okay, the uh, Green Bay Packers drafted Jordan, Jordan Love. Okay. You can make that make sense, but you can't make sense out of uh, mortgaging your immediate future and your, and a guy, Russell Wilson, eight, eight years, eight straight playoff appearances. And and to replace that, the most important position in sports, to replace a Hall of Famer in his prime because you traded him away, you would have to get back one of the best – like you would have to get a Hall of Famer no, back. No, no, you don't. To no, that here's, even, the, here's, the, here's the mistake you're making. Here, let me, let me lay this out. First off, okay. I'm laughing because I'm picturing you at the craps table. Like when the pandemic is gone and we get back to life as normal. I picture you in Vegas at the craps table like, why can't I bet $1? Why is it a minimum $5 bet? Can I, can I bet 50 cents? Like you're just playing it safe. Just don't want to take a risk here. No, Things no, could go no. wrong. You are, you, are, you are talking to a man that once <laughs> lost $50,000 in the Bahamas and what? also won $170,000 in cash in Vegas. Look so, at you. How'd yes. you lose the fifty thousand? What were you doing? Uh, playing craps and roulette. Oof! Uh, and how did you win the? What was it? One twenty-seven? No, one seventy in cash. One seventy. Yep. Was that Texas Hold'em? No, craps and roulette. Craps and roulette. Okay, all right. So you'll you'll risk it, just not with your quarterbacks here. But keep uh, this no, in mind. I'm not risking Actually, a Hall of Famer for a, okay. a maybe. There's one thing that's vitally important in this whole conversation. And even if I don't sway anybody and you're stuck with Russell Wilson, fine. But there's one stuck thing. Stuck with him. Yeah, everybody be, would be no, happy no, no, to be no, no, stuck with a Hall of Famer. I don't mean stuck with I mean stuck in, with in his argument. Prime. That's what I was really meaning. But I'll give you that. It's very, very important. Vital. Vital to this conversation. First, though, vital to our sports lives and our general mental well-being. That is Steve DeSager. To Ask around. Steve. What's up, Ask Steve. Steve, does what he said make any sense? Um, only the Shaq and Kobe thing, which I remember well. Uh, and uh-huh. the thing I thought of at the time was, well, if that's the choice, 
then you go with the younger player. But they're See? both known See? quantities. That, That's right. So it's a bad. So That's it's right. a bad argument. Well, you don't think it's that Trevor Lawrence argument. is a known quantity? Over, you were just telling me that the Chiefs knew about Patrick Mahomes. We don't yes, know that because Trevor they had him good. in practice and they saw him in games. But yeah. sorry, sorry, uh, mm-hmm. Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to other football news, shall we? Or at least uh, somewhat called NFL news. All the legal stuff today. Two NFL defensive backs turned themselves into police in Florida. DeAndre Baker of the Giants, Quinton Dunbar of Seattle. They were wanted in connection to an alleged armed robbery at a party this week. Redskins wide receiver Cody Latimer was arrested this morning in Colorado for felony assault and illegal discharge of a firearm. Remember, NFL teams can reopen their offices starting Tuesday. Coaching staffs are still prohibited. Reportedly, about two-thirds of the clubs may be able to open. Only half of the club's personnel will be allowed in a facility at one time. Players are still not allowed unless they're rehabbing. And NFL owners will vote Tuesday on resolutions to incentivize minority coach and GM hire According to NFL Network, teams would move up in the third round of an NFL draft if it hires a minority head coach or general manager. Also, teams would no longer be able to block assistance from interviewing for another team's coordinator position. Former Chicago Bears chairman Michael McCaskey passed away at the age of 76. Former NFL Today co-host Phyllis George died at the age of 70. And former Kentucky football star Roger Bird died today at age 76. Major League Baseball owners gave plenty of health protocol details to the players' union last night. Of course, the union still needs to approve any owner's plan for a 2020 season. Ball players would have their temperatures taken multiple times per day, according to these suggestions. And by the way, MLB teams are asked to give their suggestions over the next week. Any player testing positive for COVID-19 would be immediately quarantined and cannot come back until he has two negative tests. That is two straight days. UCLA's new athletic director will reportedly be Martin Jarmon from Boston College, and the Lakers reopened their practice facility today for individual Individual workouts, Houston due to open its facility Monday. These are for voluntary workouts instead of going to the local gym. Back to you. Good stuff, Steve. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Okay. One little layer here, and we'll move it along. Something to really understand when it comes to my argument that although Russell Wilson is magnificent, he's going to be 32 years old next year. If I could get my At hands the on the number one the overall season, pick. He's going to play the whole year before he turns 32. He's going to be 32 before the season starts next year, George Reister. He's 31 he right now. He's going to be he 32 t- he next turns year. 30, his birthday's in like November. Right. My bad. So he's going to be 33 during next season. No, he's, he's going to be 32, 32 before next year. season. He's going yeah, to be that's what I just said. I don't know what you're arguing with. He's I going said, to be 32 but, next year before the season begins. Are we square No, away? not we before good? this. When, when do you think the NFL season is going to begin? Uh, he's 31 right now. What's he going to be next year on May 16th? Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, all right. Oh, all right. He's going to be 32 before next season. Are we good? Can, permission to proceed, Wild you Stallion. Mean, you you mean before the ne- <laughs> before two seasons from from now? Next no, season next is the yeah. upcoming season. Next year, before the season, he's going to be 32. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. We're good. Okay. So we can move on to stuff that matters here. So he's going to be 32 next year. All right. Like. This is important to understand. It isn't just, hey, trade Russell Wilson, get Trevor Lawrence, and the takeaway is, for this to pay off, 
He's got to be one of the best quarterbacks in football. He's got to play. Trevor Lawrence has to play on a Russell Wilson level. No, he doesn't. Let me explain that. You don't have to have Trevor Lawrence be the second coming from a production standpoint of Russell Wilson. If you had Trevor Lawrence as a top 10 quarterback, that is hugely valuable for upwards of 10, 15 years. Like, you just don't want to be a mess at quarterback. You don't want to be the Bears with Mitch Trubisky. You don't want to be Tampa with Jameis Winston. Think about Deshaun Watson. He's a very good quarterback. He's around the top five area. The Texans have hit a home run with the guy. They're in great shape with a guy who isn't so it, on so, Russell Wilson's level. So what kind of uh, – all right. Or you can just ride these amazing years out with nah. Russell Wilson, his nope. five more elite years out, and then draft a quarterback around year year three. Hmm. Hmm. You could do that, but are you exactly. going to be in a position because, because to get a Trevor Lawrence? There will type be prospect? another Trevor Lawrence, dude. They, there is not a monopoly on. I mean, that we got, we that got was, Trevor Lawrence's growing on trees over here. And, huh? Oh, all right. So, so Joe Burrow's and Tua, Joe Joe Burrow, Tua, Trevor. Uh-huh. I mean, so would you? So provided Tua was a hundred percent healthy, who would you have taken, Trevor Lawrence or Tua? If if Tua was one hundred percent healthy, I would yep. still. I actually would. I would take Trevor Lawrence. Okay, but but do you? But would you argue that you would be happy with either thing that you got? If Tua's and this is a complete hypothetical because he isn't healthy, but yeah, I would be ecstatic to have. Okay, guy. so so you just said Trevor Lawrence's don't grow on trees, and I'm they saying. Don't. And 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 Tra- I'm Tua saying, isn't healthy. Back, <laughs> Tua, Tua is healthy. Tua is a starting quarterback in the NFL. You gave He's, me a hypothetical to hammer home your point of supposedly the, Trevor Lawrence is growing on trees, elite prospects. You gave me a hypothetical I'm, about I'm if every Tua were year, healthy. Every year there are elite prospects. This year you you had elite pros, prospects. You had Joe Burrow fly out of nowhere. Uh, then then you had Tua. Next year you got Trevor Lawrence, and it'll be somebody else that comes out of the Who do you believe in too. the most right now? Do you believe in Burrow or Trevor Lawrence more? I believe in Trevor Lawrence more. Exactly you do. But but I wouldn't trade Joe, Joe Burrow for Russell Wilson either. There uh, well, there, yeah, is not yeah. an, there is not a quarterback coming out of the draft, including – Peyton Manning, like if Peyton Manning were coming out of the draft, I wouldn't trade him for Russell Wilson right now either. A college quarterback? That's wow. just silly. When, when 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 Russell Wilson is entrenched as one of the best, the the two best quarterbacks in the game, could be the best player in all of football, and you want to trade that for a dude who may or may not be something. And that means that you're mortgaging and, and the, the the financial implications are just ridiculous. You just you can't look at the downside only. I'm not looking at the look downside. At the I'm looking like, at my again, you, a, you as a team. Look at the Chiefs. You got to look at the Chiefs. Look at where they are after gambling big. And provided, there is provided a difference. it's not the same example. It's exactly. a bigger gamble with the Seahawks, granted. But it it's a gamble that could pay off in a similar fashion. And if it's it also did, a, you are set. Set for 15 years. 
this is why you had to shave off your eyebrow because you come <laughs> up with arguments like this. I, d- this I just wondered, George, I don't know how you got to $170,000 betting 50 cents a hand at the blackjack <laughs> I, table at the roulette wheel. That I must did. have taken you nine calcul- months to get there. No, it may it took it took me twenty days actually. <laughs> um, I okay. was I was supposed to be in Vegas for three days. I used to go on my way from Jacksonville out to L.A. I would stop in Vegas. Few of my teammates came with me. I convinced them to uh, come, and we were all going to stay three three four days. And then I was winning so much they put me up in this huge suite. And I would just, and I was like, listen, I'm not leaving until like something, until I need to leave. (laughs) And so, and so every day I kept winning more and more and more. They were paying for, I was getting a five Kobe beef at, uh, from strip steak, everything. Right. And so I decide that I want to stay. So I keep flying friends in and out like because people have jobs. They got stuff, stuff to do. So I keep flying friends in in and out because I want somebody to hang out with. Uh-huh. And then they turn around and, you know, leave and all that stuff. So I ended up 20, 20 days and then my kidneys were hurting on the 20th day. And I was like, ah, I guess I should go home today. Okay, you headed back. I wonder, though, with your we've seen with this Russell Wilson, Trevor Lawrence debate that we've had, you like to play it safe. You don't want to take any big risk. You like to play it safe. Do they have a low stakes area? Because I know they have the high end area. You know, it's kind of like the back area. You could go high stakes. Do they have a low stakes area? Is that where you uh, were? I'm assuming that you got to go to like Old Town Vegas or something. No, no, I was at okay. I was at the MGM. Okay. And and I don't think they put you up in your own suite for a two bedroom suite with uh, playing low stakes, buddy. I'm willing. You. I'm willing to play. Big, but I also make calculated risks. I'm not just uh-huh. flying off the seat of my pants like you live you, in Brian, fear, no. George Reister. You live in fear. You're like, what? What if this deal goes wrong? You know, you got to take some risks in the NFL. To calculate your your risks and make your next move be your best move. I just I think Trevor Lawrence is worth that gamble. That's all I'll say. But well, hey man, we'll agree to disagree. That's how we get mm. down most of the time. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios, the easiest betting money you will ever make. I'm Brian No. He's George Reister. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No. He is George Reister here on Fox Sports Radio. Top of the hour, Arnie Spanier, Aaron Torres. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, George, since you are a, you're a chance taker over here, right? Big gambler. I got a, I got a line for you here. So I'm not even going to give you the, I'm going to have you guess it first and then I'll give you the line. So this is for the last dance on Sunday. This is according to bet online. The line is how many times will the F word be said on Sunday? What do you think the line is? You've been watching all these episodes. Mm. What do you think they would set that at? Eight and a half. They set it at two and a half. Are you kidding me? They're dropping F-bombs galore. Mm, This is the easiest money you'll ever make. No, no. This is... (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. We got to play it safe here, no. Let's consider the downside of this gamble here. (laughs) No, no. Here here is the part that you are missing. 
Okay. It's details. I tell right. you about this every week. <laughs> I have to explain the details to you. Okay. So the way these things work, it's just like betting on the Super Bowl on the national anthem. When they set the line for these things, someone has heard this person sing the national anthem first. That's that's how they set the line. Mm-hmm. Because somebody has has heard it. That's the only way that they can set a line on the national anthem. The um and the same thing with this. I will pull back the curtain a little bit. So when you read articles about the last dance or whatever, like I'm going to give you a prime example. So when when the scheme came out on HBO, yep, that yeah. college football, that college basketball FBI scandal, Christian Dawkins, that whole whole thing. By the time it aired, I had already seen it from HBO. HBO sent me an advanced copy because I interviewed the uh, the di- director mm-hmm. and all of that. So I knew what was going to come up. It's my job to tell people to get people to watch it without giving them spoilers. That's the job. So the point is, is that whoever made this line at two and a half, this is a very accurate line because... No. Somebody has seen an advanced copy of this, and that's how they come up with that number. You know what you are, George? And this isn't all bad, but you're like former baseball manager Tony La Russa. And let me explain why. Tony Super La Russa Bowl, was a very world, smart guy. World Series champion? Yes, World oh, Series okay. champion with a couple of Multiple teams. Multiple times, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So smart guy, successful guy. And that's, you know, that speaks to you on the good side. The bad side, sometimes he was too smart and he thought too deeply about things and he overcomplicated stuff. And then he ended up making some bad decisions. That's what's happening here. You're overcomplicating this thing because it's been an F-bomb fest. I don't know half the time if it's Eddie Murphy Raw or if it's The Last Dance. Like, I've got a cut here. This is Michael Jordan. Listen, it's six seconds. Count the F-bombs in a six-second soundbite right now. Get the f*** out of here. Get go anywhere, but you out of here. Whoever's not with us, all you f***ers go to hell. He hit the over in six seconds, George. The over is hitting all day long. Two and a half is the line for F-bombs on Sunday. Episodes 9 and 10 of The Last Dance. This is the easiest money you'll ever make. I'm not saying that it won't be a win. I'm just saying buyer beware because... They set this line at this on purpose. I bet you I would be willing to bet dollars to donuts. If you could check the line on F-bombs for last week, it was probably set at like seven or something. Bet. I really don't know that. I wish I would have seen it last week. Okay, how about this? A couple of prop bets before we get on out of here. How many people will be shown with a cigar in their mouth? The line is set at three people on Sunday. Episodes 9 and 10. What do you think? Over or under? Mm, I would say under. Um, d- because my, Michael Jordan is the man. I mean, throughout this, the only people we've really seen with cigars in their mouth are Michael Jordan and I think Phil Jackson. Yeah. This so, is uh, this is a yeah. tough one, man, because it's got to be the mouth. Champagne right? bottles? Yeah. Champagne bottles? That's different. <laughs> I, you- I'm going to bet the over. Because, of course, you're going to see the celebration after 97, 98, 
in this upcoming episodes. I'll take the over on that. How about this? Will Jordan be shown in a Wizards uniform? Yes or no? What do you think? Ooh. Yes. I go no. <laughs> this is because this is part Michael Jordan documentary too. Like yeah. this is not just you know the Bulls. Like this is part a Michael Jordan hist- history lesson too. You know what I think? It's like the movie Ali, where everything goes up until the George Foreman fight, and then it's over. Movie's over. I think that's what the Last Dance is going to be like. I don't think they're going to get knee deep into the Wizards' years. I go no. No, they're they're not going to get knee deep in it, but I think that you have to investigate it, though. Interesting stuff. Hey, fun hanging with you, George. Everybody have a good evening. Luda! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare live nation presents concert week now through may 14th get 25 dollars tickets to over 5,000 shows that's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25 until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.